Taeyang Gamerhead Radio, may the fourth be with you. I'm sorry, matches. <laughs> Gamerhead Radio starts now. Gentlemen, to Gamerhead Radio, I am Viking Jesus, Mike Nemitz, the man that's been fighting off rogue naps all day for some reason. Oh, yeah, I'm not sure. What either. is your weapon of choice for fighting off rogue naps? Uh, uh, alertness. I was I was looking for like caffeine or something like that. No, but, oh. I'm, I'm I'm off the stuff. <laughs> I'm reformed or something. Anyway, and over in this corner, the man with brand new ink on his arm. Yeah, yeah, that's me. His coat. <laughs> I know there's more there. You were just like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay. And over here, the man that somehow looks tired, but apparently isn't. The technotronic corner himself, Mr. Charlie Worthley. Candy Mountain, Charlie. Um, Didn't pronounce your name funny this week, yes, by the I, way. I, I, I appreciate that. <laughs> I'm so tired. I'm so not tired. I almost didn't miss it. Take I'm that the... double negative and shove it. Okay, I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, thanks for tuning in this week, ladies and gentlemen. We missed last week. Apologies for that. Uh, Charlie was fighting. What was this thing we came up with? He was zombie fighting ponies. Zombie ponies in mm-hmm. Wisconsin or something yeah, like that. Zombie, zombie unicorns, I think it was. No, it was like, ponies. Was it ponies? It was ponies. You said pictures to me, and it was, it was graphic people. Yeah. Like, Walking Dead has nothing on this. <laughs> Just saying, purple and blood, not a good color combination. <laughs> you guys really, like, commit to these jokes, you know? Well, uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> the jokes, what are you talking about? I mean, this is right. a oh, real right. thing. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> um, so apologies for missing last week, but we're back and more tired than ever. Um, so uh, the, the day we're recording, obviously not the day that you're listening to this, um, is May the 4th, better known as Star Wars Day, uh, better known as Matt Elfring's favorite holiday. Probably not actually, but, you know, he, he does May the date... For the entire month. For the entire month. <laughs> which is amazing. Which is incredible. Um, but yeah, other than that, uh, kind of slow week in games. Um, well, last week, uh, Mario Golf and Kirby 3D came out on 3DS. This coming week, uh, MLB The Show comes out on PlayStation 4. Uh, a couple games get re-released on Vita, such as Borderlands 2. And that's about it. Kind of a kind of a weak week. See see what I did there? Yeah. See yeah, what I did? yeah. Proud of that. Uh, Everybody's like, pretty much just waiting for uh, probably like uh, Watch Dogs at this point. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Uh, Goat and I actually mentioned last night, um, once Watch Dogs comes out, the podcast immediately following that will probably be the first week ever that all three of us are playing the same thing That's at the same time. That's probably true. Yeah. <laughs> hey, did, oh, wait. One thing. Didn't Child of Light come out this last week? It did. It did. Yeah. But I, it, it's flown under my radar for some reason or another, which is weird because it's like the it's right up your alley. It's, it's right up yeah, my alley. Yeah. But I'm trying to stay away from buying games because I'm addicted to buying Disney Infinity figures. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay, that you makes poor son of a bitch. <laughs> no, 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 no. I've got. I've. I no, have... I mean poor because you spent all your money on <clears throat> buying Disney Infinity figures. Is what I'm guessing. No, no, no. no. See, I, and, I, and I told this to go. I gave myself a stipulation. I won't buy a single figure at full price. Okay. And I, if I have the ability, I will trade in things to purchase them. So I've actually, I've, I've got 26 figures. Out of? 
29. The only three I'm missing are the ones that come with the game because I haven't bought the damn game yet. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little messed up. Um, I'm waiting for the game to go on sale. I have a question about about uh, about your rule. So you say that you won't buy them on full price. Mm-hmm. If it's buy one at full price, get one free or half off or something like that? I consider that not full price, and then I'll buy. even. For, okay. But in the two weeks that I've been collecting them, there hasn't been a sale like that, so... Oh, so you've just found them on sale? Just I've just found them on sale or, like, price matched them or, like, half the collection I've got I traded in stuff for because I was just like, well, I'm really never going to play Prototype 2 again, and I can apparently get $18 for it, so that's going in. <laughs> oh, my God. That's the trading value for Prototype 2? It was. Eight, wow. That's, yeah, I wouldn't expect it to sell for that much. It doesn't, which I'm is why confused. I was, like, <laughs> I'm not going to complain. <laughs> I got three more figures out of that one game. I'm, I'm okay with this. Hey, I'm pretty sure that, yeah, yeah, okay. So that's what it's working out. He's sprinkling his game rack to fill it up with plastic. Hey, even Goat was supporting this. Like, yeah. when I put up the status the other day about trading in Pikmin 3, I'm just yeah. like, what am I going to do? And he's like, yeah, clear that shelf space for more Infinity figures. I'm like, who are you? <laughs> Bad influence is, the is I think, what he is. But. Well, I mean, you know. I, I was like, like I said when the game first came out, I knew I was going really? to. <laughs> you wear that on your sleeve, man. Come on. No, actually, it's horrible influence. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, but I remember when the game first came out, I probably, sh- I probably even put it here. I knew I was going to uh, fall victim to my Disney addiction at some point. I just didn't know when. And it finally hit, and now I'm all set for whenever the next game comes well, out later y- this yeah, fall. Yeah, when the game initially came out, I remember you saying, like, this is how much it would cost to buy everything. And, and then like, I was like, that. Fuck, and I was like, fuck that. And I'm like, I'll probably buy them all again eventually. It, I think it was two weeks ago, our last show, where we talked about how you were about, where you were, like, teetering on the edge of following into the yeah. Disney Infinity hole. And look, here's our next episode. And 26 out of 29, you said? Yeah. Well, it could be 38, but I don't want any of the weird clear ones or ah. the uh, going for hundreds of dollars on eBay special D23 Expo Edition uh, Mickey one. Gotcha. Because I... So you're keeping your car for Disney Infinity. That's good. I'm keeping my... <laughs> At least you have standards. <laughs> so, but anyway, besides that, uh, Goat, what have you been playing? We've got two weeks to catch up on now. Let's see if you remember everything. Oh, it's been easy. I've been busy as sin. Um, <laughs> I have uh, been playing Grid 2. Yeah, yeah. That's you posted a you posted yeah. a gamerhead car a, mm-hmm. c- a couple weeks ago, which actually worked out because then you can set up your liveries, mm-hmm. right? Which is just a paint scheme. Why they call them liveries? I don't okay, know. good. Because I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, it's a it's an English game. So, uh, <laughs> so you do the paint scheme, and it's like, do you want to add or do you want to uh, apply this to every vehicle? Mm-hmm. I'm like, yes. So now I keep getting vehicles because it's you know obviously it's a racing game and all that. Right. And I got to five, and I got a free achievement because I was just late, too lazy to actually customize my vehicles. <laughs> There you go. Anything else? Um, Dabble around with Pokemon you, X. You played, some, you played some Daylight for review. Yeah, I did do that, but that's for review and later. <laughs> but, yeah, mostly that's, that's about it, actually. Yeah. Okay. I did a little around with X and Daylight for work purposes, and then I've been racing. <laughs> cool. Charlie? Uh, yeah, you, you, pretty much. You've had, you've had a fun week. Um, yeah, even the, the last two weeks, it's pretty much. I'm pretty much in the same boat as Goat. I um I've uh, I played a couple more minutes of South Park. I played a couple more minutes of um, minutes. <laughs> yes, actually, I'm not I'm, I'm not under exaggerating. Um, oh, so the turn on. I'm gonna play this game. Yeah, that was a great <laughs> session. Great session. Yeah. Good yep, job, Charlie. Yeah. High five. Yep. And then you actually high five yourself. Yep. 
Um, just, just clapping anyway. <laughs> and then uh, Michelle and I uh, played a little bit more of, um, actually just today, a little bit more of Donkey Kong. Um, we um, uh, got through the, the stage four boss, the, uh, the Fugu Fish. And, oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Which I think, I think my theory about what you said last week about how you weren't, how you know you didn't seem to be having as much trouble as we did yeah um i definitely think that that especially levels like that where mm-hmm. it's a it's an enclosed area and you have to avoid this like giant bosses he bounces around is that, a lot easier that, with only one character that boss did that i really did hate that boss yeah. though that was that was yeah annoying but it was an underwater level so yeah because you're constantly I mean, also you're having yeah you're constantly also having to worry about picking up air bubbles because because you have a breath meter in this and everything. Of course. So. Yeah. I mean, yeah, at least you don't have the whole sonic. Which which suddenly you're just like, oh my god, it's the scariest music you can ever hear in your life. And yeah, that's 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 really about it. I've um, I've um, I I I I think I've come up with a goal to try and motivate motivate myself to make the time to play my games more. Is like you know we've talked about my my backlog list. Yeah. I think I'm going to add to it how much I spent on all those games that are on my backlog list. So when I have like I have a thousand dollars of video games that I haven't played, then maybe that'll be motivation to actually like <laughs> work through them. That's some pretty good motivation. I was yeah. gonna say I, I'm thinking of my personal backlog right now, and it's not as long as Charlie's is, but seeing that I've got like the six hundred bucks invested in my, you know, backlog, it's like ooh, I should get to these. <laughs> yeah. I haven't played the indies, so none of these are tradable yet. I am literally sitting on a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, uh, well, I'm not, I'm not much better, but I've been uh, busy with the same game. For the past two weeks, I've been grinding through Tales of the Abyss. Um, I just hit, like, the 27-hour mark. Um, which, chapter 2? Yeah, so ch- <laughs> just entering Chapter 2 now. Um, uh, I'm told that's about halfway through, which I can kind of see. Um, not enjoying the... Um, it's not grabbing me as much as Tales of Vesperia did. Um, the, I think the story is better, but I just think the fact that it's on the 3DS as opposed to the 360 means like lower production values, and it's not as like grippy, you know? Yeah, what I mean? yeah. So I've been grinding through that. Um, also played Daylight for review here, um, which we'll get to in a little bit here. Um, but that's about it. And you know, trading in countless, countless amounts of things for a uh, game you don't dis- own. Board to, for <laughs> a game I don't own. I could own it. Apparently, the PC version is free to own. Um, and then codes that come with the figures, you type them into the PC game, and then you get them because mm-hmm. you don't have an actual portal and stuff like that. So I could play it right now. I'm but then not, you won't have three of them. But I'm, I'm missing three of them, so... <laughs> I, have a, I have a feeling I'll, like, break it down so that, like, I'll play, like, the in-game levels, like, on the console, and then I'll get into the toy box and make my own levels on PC just because it seems a little bit easier that way. Mm. That's so weird to me that they don't have a portal for PC. I figured they could just take the Xbox One, which I assume connects with the USB, write a driver for it, and call it a day. It's very odd to me. Maybe they just didn't want to... Well, you know what they probably did? They probably saw that the PC version of... Um... Oh, wait, Skylanders didn't come out with a PC version. I don't know. Um... Yeah. Maybe, they just wanted... Maybe they just wanted one to be out there. See, you know what it is? Mm-hmm. Um, because you can do everything in the PC version of Disney Infinity without purchasing a single physical thing. You can purchase everything in-game on the PC version as opposed to oh. like the physical figures and the oh. power discs and stuff like that. So you can so, go plastic-free. Yeah. The green so, version. Right. Does so, it cost the same amount to buy the... the, the yes. Vir- oh, why would you do that? <laughs> if, if you're, I mean, unless you really despise having trinkets around your room, which I don't think any gamer does. That seems to go uh, against the demographic. Kids game. Yeah, that's very <laughs> weird. if you're a parent. Uh, 
<laughs> well, the iOS version is the same way. There's an iOS version of Disney Infinity. Is, that, is it the same? It's the same thing. It, it, well, same structure. It's not the exact same game because okay. iOS versus PC. Sure. Um, so, you know, you, you use the codes in the iOS game and you can play it that way and stuff like that. But huh. Or you could purchase them in in app so weird whatever anyway that's what we did this week in games let's see what the industry did this week in games all right so coming in at number five uh something that i feel like we should cover just because we should cover it and not because i feel like it's worth Whatever. Anyway, um, so number five, uh, new, surprise, surprise, new Call of Duty game announced. Uh, Call of Duty Advanced Warfighter, Advanced Warfare, sorry, not Ghost Recon. Um, <laughs> takes place in the year 2054 or 2053, something like that. 2050 something. It's going to star Kevin Spacey in space. I'm assuming from the look of the trailer and stuff like you know, that. It's, it's very sci-fi. I don't, I don't, if he's ever actually in outer space, that was not established to me from what I saw, but... Well, yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, so uh, of course, you know, I'm assuming this is going to play into House of Cards somehow. Um, <laughs> <Doubt> that. <laughs> He's clearly a politician in the game. He is, actually. Yeah. I mean, is, he was definitely making a political speech of some kind. So just um, look in the background and see, like, House of Cards Season 3 on Netflix, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, the game, like uh, Charlie said, and we implied, uh, takes place in the future, so there's a lot of futuristic stuff. Uh, Charlie mentioned um, in the Players Club, or brought up an article that was basically everything that um, Call of Duty is stolen from Titanfall. Well, no, that was my interpretation of it. The <laughs> oh, actual okay. article was like 11 game changers in, in you know, 11 game changers in Call of Duty Advanced Warfighter. And basically all and of half them are rip-offs of Titanfall stuff. Titanfall. Yeah, there's cloaking, there's wall running, there's, there's mech suits, there's, I mean, like... So those, are, those are the three things that stand out. So, so follow yeah. the Titans. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Goat, for coming up with that earlier. Um, so uh, I, I think the trailer actually looked pretty cool. I'm I'm going to continue my tradition of pl- renting it, playing the campaign, and never touching it again. But you, you, know, know. My, you know what my biggest thing is? Huh. Um, it has uh, has reaffirmed that um, uh, it seems to be that uh, people are not giving up on the single player campaign. Yeah. It's uh, because you know when you're bringing in you know Kevin Spacey, which you know he's an A-list actor. It's not like yeah, you know, it's you know no respect, no you know no disrespect to William Defoe, but you know it's William Defoe's Willem. one. Oh, whatever, <laughs> Willem <laughs> Defoe. Cool whip. <laughs> but I mean, like this is Kevin freaking Spacey we're talking about here, yeah. and so like you know for them to to you know drop the coin, which I'm assuming it took to get him involved. Um, Goat, go, you're looking confused. Uh, Freakin' is actually his middle name. That's what I thought. <laughs> I just haven't heard his proper name used in so long. <laughs> um, interesting bit of side news about uh, Call of Duty. Uh, there's a report floating around the internet that Neversoft, the company that was known for milking out uh, Guitar Hero and Tony Hawk games for t- at least a decade, um, they're retiring the name, and everyone working under the Neversoft banner is going to be merging with Infinity Ward to work on Call of Duty games. So, if you were really hoping for a resurrection of classic Tony Hawk or Guitar Hero games, uh, I think you should set your hopes even lower. No, no, higher. <laughs> now you'll be skateboarding and playing guitar in Guitar Hero or in uh, Call of Duty. Oh God! <laughs> you know, I, I, I must admit, if um, Axel Steel from Guitar Hero showed up as like a character you could play as in Call of Duty, I think it would get my money. But I'm only saying that because Axel Steel looks like me. 
Stranger Things have happened. Didn't the last Call of Duty let you play as the Predator or something like that? Uh, I think there was a DLC thing. And th- Still. And, and then they just released DLC so that all the uh, narration is replaced by Snoop Dogg. Yeah, so Stranger Things have happened. <laughs> yeah. So I might no. play Call of Duty. There's a skateboard mission or a side mission where you play like rock. Or, uh, Could you imagine if they guitar, totally just guitar jump the blitz. shark and pull like a blood dragon and they make a <laughs> Call of Duty game that's all just like cheesy 80s cliches? With the guitar controller. With the... <laughs> <laughs> I'd play the shit out of that. No, with the Tony Hawk skateboard controller. Both. And. A- <laughs> <laughs> um, coming in at number four, uh, you guys may be familiar with the all the drama surrounding the Oculus Rift lately as far as the Facebook acquisition and everything like that. But new drama has occurred. Uh, ZeniMax, the parent company for Bethesda, id Software, the things like that, um, has made claims that John Carmack, the. Genius. I'm, I'm not even like going to, you know, downplay his brilliance. Um, the genius behind such things as the Oculus Tech and you know the father of first-person shooters as we know it. Um, ZeniMax has claimed that he stole code and brought it with him when he left id Software, um, which he used with Oculus and things like that, which are supposed to be rightful property of ZeniMax since he created all that code while employed under ZeniMax Publishing and so on. And so um, uh, ZeniMax is saying that Carmack's, quote, work and, quote, know-how are all done under ZeniMax's banner, and therefore they own all of it. Uh, Carmack is saying that no work I've ever done is patented. The code was owned by ZeniMax, but they cannot patent VR. And then the folks at Oculus said that they will continue to defend um, Oculus and everything that it stands for, and etc. And this is the part where I look to Charlie and say, is there anything, any insight you can provide into this? This seems something that you might know something about, given that it's, you know, computer geekery. Well, it's, I mean, I can't really add too much to what you just said. It's, it's the simple matter of it. If John Carmack, uh, you know, if, if any of the technology or code or anything that's involved in Oculus Rift mm-hmm. was written or developed while... John Carmack or anybody was under the employ of somebody else, then mm-hmm. that work is the property of the company they were employed under. Mm-hmm. It's um, so, you know, it's going to be a matter of them trying to prove that the code or technologies being used in Oculus were created, you know, by somebody that was under their employment at the time. Okay. Um, you know, so if they can prove that, well, then they have a case. If they can't prove that, then they don't. I mean, it's, it's okay. that simple. The thing that kind of scares me, um, the, the, uh, founder of oculus and everything like that i can't remember his name but i know it has lucky in it which i think is hilarious um he made a statement and it was somewhere along the lines of i know zenimax owns the ip and we're like whoa wait a minute that that if that i'm like i really hope he's choosing his words carefully because that seems like the kind of thing that can just like do him in no matter what yeah um he needs a pr person stat yeah so um i don't know i think this is i i I can't help but wonder, though, if, um, because Elder Scrolls Online is tanking right now. Um, I find that to be so surprising, too. That's That seemed like it was given guaranteed what, money. Given what I heard about the beta and stuff like that, I'm not really that surprised. Really? But, yeah, oh, wow. but if, if you if you went into it blind, then, yeah, I can see you'd think it would print money. But, you know, hearing the early impressions and stuff like that, I'm not surprised it's not doing very well. Um, so that's currently tanking. So Zenimax is freaking out and trying to find money wherever it can. And so I think that part part of me thinks that they're trying to, you know, look at the two billion dollars that Oculus just got by being bought out by Facebook and just thinking, just like, hey, we want a part of that. So 
I don't know. It, it's really interesting stuff, though. But again, it's corporate drama, and I guess we'll never really truly understand it unless we're lawyers. So, whatever. Our uh, our best to anyone ever, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's it it sucks that you know it has to come to this. Especially remember uh, Bethesda and Zenimax, they're the ones that seem to be really lawsuit happy. You remember when? Um, uh, Notch was making scrolls. Yeah. And just, just little things like that. So <laughs> yeah, I, that's I, true. So maybe they just have really overzealous lawyers. That's entirely possible. This this does sort of feel like a... Um, a like frivolous... We'll throw kinda... whatever we can at the wall and see what sticks kind of a move. Yeah, so... It's a corporate so, Facebook fight. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's going to Photoshop that together, yeah. and it's just going to be like John Carmack and Zenimax and I mean, Oculus Guy. and, and Basically, and it just sounds like Zenimax is like, you slept with my boyfriend. And Oculus is like, no, prove it. <laughs> well, we have contracts that say you slept yeah. with my boyfriend. That's kind of weird. Stop it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. Coming in at number three, something that shouldn't surprise anyone that made the list. Uh, Disney announced earlier this week that they will be cr- uh, releasing a new iteration of Disney Infinity this coming fall. Um, it's called Disney Infinity Marvel Superheroes, and if you can't figure out what the game is about from that title, then you really need to look into your reading comprehension skills. Or listening comprehension, because this is a podcast. Yes. Shut up, Charlie. (laughs) (laughs) I've been waiting for the Frozen version of Infinity to come out. Frozen version? What? I don't know. You said Marvel Infinity. I'm guessing that's based on Frozen, right? Yeah, sure. Um... So it'll be the same Disney Infinity structure with the figurines and the the portal and the toy boxes and and the, the, the zip zap zoop bop you know and Bill Cosby. starring Bill Cosby, <laughs> starring Bill Cosby. <laughs> but it'll be Marvel characters. Uh, the first characters they've uh, announced are you know all the main Avengers characters between the Hulk, Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, Black Widow, and Hawkeye. Um, they also announced that this is going to be the weird and cool part. All previous Disney Infinity characters will work with what I'm effectively calling Marvel Infinity because I think that's a better name. Um, so I really can't wait to have like Buzz Lightyear versus Iron Man because that's, that's just that's going to be great. Or like Hulk versus Wreck It Ralph. It's a, I'm <laughs> Wreck It Hulk Smash. You know, it's, it's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie's probably imagining me, like, smashing figures together, old-school, three-year-old style. Are, Are you saying douche when you do it? Because that's what every little boy... <laughs> douche, douche, yes. douche. Yes, that is, that, yes. Is the, that is the, like, heavy impact sound effect that every little boy comes up with is douche. <laughs> Michelle you know, pointed that out to me, as a matter of fact. <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> and then as we get older, we just use it as a noun. Um, yeah. Or a cleansing device. Guys, well, hopefully we're not. Yeah. <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> I will. Um, I actually told someone at work when I was telling them about Marvel Infinity and stuff like that, and uh, I said I, I I did that same thing. Like I was just like I can finally live out my dreams of putting like Mickey Mouse versus Captain America, and uh, they were just like, "You've done that?" And I'm like, "Yeah." I was a kid, and I, I did the same thing. That the douche, 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 I made that motion, and they were just like, "You did that?" I'm like, "Yeah." Who 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 did? No one did that except me, <laughs> did they? So every person in this room did that. I'm pretty sure. Goat. What? Did, did no. You, no. Uh, I don't know. 
like a little bit, but I was really more gentle with my action figures. Mm. Yeah, I wasn't. I, I still have all mine in my basement somewhere, and you can see every single tiny little scratch I put into them because I was a rough kid. Um, I, I think this is inevitable that the uh, eventual third iteration will probably be Star Wars characters now, especially, because, especially yeah. because it'll be coming out right around the time that Episode Seven is coming out. Um, so Marvel Giants and Star Force. Uh, Star Force, got it. <laughs> Um, something to note as well um, that a lot of people have actually been skipping over is that along with the new Disney Infinity Marvel game, they're still going to be releasing Disney figures, um, but obviously they're focusing on the fact that there's going to be Marvel worlds and like play sets and stuff like that. So, um, but they're going to continue to be releasing Disney figures. Most notable, um, everyone seems to think that they're going to be releasing uh, Stitch from Lilo and Stitch. Uh, Meridia from Brave and Maleficent from Sleeping Beauty slash Maleficent, since you know that's apparently coming out in theaters in a month, less than a month. Seems about right. Um, it's gonna be awesome, by the way. I'm yeah. so excited for that movie. Um, so yeah, Disney Infinity, all my money again. Shell and I want to see that, so we should make a date of that. We should. Yes. Um, uh, next gen consoles. Yes, actually. Thank you for reminding me. Um, the uh, Disney Infinity Marvel or Marvel Infinity... Anyway, uh, Marvel Infinity is coming to all current consoles that Disney Infinity is on. So Xbox 360, PS3, PC, and iOS, and Wii U. Um, it will also be the first iteration of the game to appear on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Now, the thing I'm wondering is they said that you can use like old portals for the new games and stuff like that. I wonder if you'll be able to use like the 360 portal on the Xbox One. I could see that. I could see using the 360 portal on the Xbox One, and I could see using the PS3 portal on the PS4. But, like, crossing, probably not. Probably not. Yeah. So, anyway, so, yeah, Marvel Infinity, all my money this fall. Uh, allegedly coming out this September, um, which apparently is early fall. <laughs> Whenever I hear fall, I automatically think uh, November or late October, but apparently September falls into fall. Yep. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'm thinking in terms of like retail releases and stuff like that, and I, I don't think I, I rarely hear fall jump into September, but I'm weird like that, so whatever. Anyway, coming into number two, a story we actually left over from last week that we felt was important enough to mention this week. Um, so the incredibly old uh, urban legend goes that the legendary, uh, the. Uh, is is legendarily a word? I don't think it is, but I'm going to use it anyway. The <laughs> legendarily bad game ET for the Atari 2600 was these allegedly the game that put the video game industry into its first real like depression back in the 80s. Um, and the rumor goes that the game was so bad, in fact, that they didn't know what to do with the rest of the game, so they just buried them in a landfill in a desert in New Mexico. And we found out two weeks ago that that is entirely 100% true. Yep. Um, the uh, government the government of New Mexico okayed an excavation to dig up the desert and try to find these ET cartridges. Uh, oddly enough, the excavation was sponsored by Microsoft. Feel free to look into that any way you want to. Um, well, it's for their new documentary series that they're going to have exclusive to Xbox One. Of course it is. Um <laughs> Actually, I'll probably that, watch that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't a joke, just in case anybody was curious. <laughs> I'm serious. Um, 
So the excavation happened a little over a week ago, um, where people from all sorts of media, not even just gaming media, like IGN was there, but like the New York Times was there, and like, you know, USA Today was there, and I'm pretty sure CNN was there, and it's just like, this is weird, this is like, one of the oldest stories in the video game world, becoming mainstream and stuff like that, but I think it was really cool. Uh, if you can, guys, by the way, look up pictures of the excavation because you see just, like, these giant, like, things of machinery just, like, digging into the dirt and sand and stuff like that and coming up with all these, like, crushed Atari boxes and thousands. stuff like that. Literally yeah, thousands. Yeah, it's a lot. It's not like, you know, you just kind of dig up some stuff in your backyard. It's a ton of stuff. So, I and I think this is really interesting just to kind of look into and the fact that it's been confirmed and everything like that. Uh, yeah, Kotaku posted an article where they, um, I think it's they talked to, uh, apparently the guy responsible for this uh, is goes by the name of James Heller. Mm-hmm. And uh, he says that um, he had been charged with getting rid of the game as quickly as inexpensively and as possible. And so that's what I did. That was my job. So he got out a shovel. <laughs> and drove 30 miles in whatever direction he could. It's like, okay, no one will ever know. <laughs> and apparently at first, um, initially, apparently the games were buried under concrete. The, uh, the concrete was not yeah. there initially. Um, he, he said that uh, the concrete was only added when they found that local kids were traveling out to the site to dig up copies of the game. So that, they, that doesn't surprise yeah, me in the least. <laughs> so they wanted to literally bury this game so badly that they poured concrete on they top of it. They made it a grave. <laughs> yes. <laughs> See, if they really wanted to keep people from getting it, they would have put, like, a mini-mall on top of it or something. That's true, yeah. They, yeah. And then they would have played up the urban legend and said, like, it's the E.T. mini-mall. And then yeah. everyone's just like, i got to dig here, but I can't because now it's illegal. Yeah. <laughs> um, really interesting stuff, though. I remember um, years ago when I did a VGL show, um, Nolan Bushnell, the founder of Atari and Chuck E. Cheese, oddly enough, um, was there, and I asked him about the urban legend stuff, and he's like, oh, it's totally true. It's, you know... No one's actually done anything about it yet. And so I'm like, wow, this is weird, but okay. Um, so, yeah, I thought there was a bit of... I, I just feel bad for the retro guys who were like, E.T.'s going to buy my new car until last week. And then they literally, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, and then they literally dug up buried treasure. And, yeah, like, that, and you're, like, you're like, like, Tuesday, all right, it's a 200 grand, I got one of 50 copies. Wednesday, a cent. <laughs> what, what happened? <laughs> Actually, that's a good question. What did they do with all the copies of the game that they dug up? Uh, they destroyed a I lot of them. I didn't catch that. <laughs> I'm assuming they're properly disposing of them instead of burying them in the ground. I, I haven't read what they're actually doing, but I would assume some of them are being properly disposed of. I, some of them are probably being preserved for like you know like museum type purposes. Yeah, no, that's easy money right there. Because if you sell them at like fifty bucks a pop, like put them on a plaque with like a certificate of authenticity, like that's easy money. I'd buy well, one. Well, I remember, I remember a lot of people, um, yeah. a lot of people in the gaming press posting that they had physically like taken like one or two copies and they had like brought it home just to like set on their shelf and stuff like that. But yeah, you know, which is a neat little collectible. Mm-hmm. But you know, whatever. But yeah, I agree. That would be an easy kind of just like, hey, I dug a video game out of the ground. It didn't grow a tree. Who knew? It's like those things when you go to like those theme parks and like it's for the little kids and you dig up like gold. Mm-hmm. It's that same kind of thing. Just mix in some ET cartridges in there. <laughs> just be like, you could dig up gold or an, Art- an Atari ET cartridge. <laughs> yeah. They even spray painted gold. I mean, whatever. <laughs> so, oh well. Our, uh, and if anyone has an ET cartridge and they want to send it to us, I mean, we'd be okay with that. 
send it over the Gamerhead Radio hotline somehow. I don't know how that would work. Trust me. Coming in at number one, not strictly a gaming story, but it's nerdy enough and it's May 4th and we feel like it deserves being talked about anyway. So the cast of Star Wars Episode Seven, which doesn't have a subtitle yet, right? I don't think so. Not that I'm aware of, no. I, it doesn't appear to be. Okay. So the cast was announced, and there's that picture that uh, is floating around the internet of all of them sitting around like a table or something, and everyone's been photoshopping it into great things. Um, so let, let's give you a quick rundown. Um, so several um, actors are returning. Uh, the movie itself is set 30 years after the events of Return of the Jedi. Um, we'll see the return of Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker. Um Carrie Fisher as Princess Leia, uh, Harrison Ford as Han Solo, uh, Peter Mayhew as Chewbacca, Anthony Daniels as C-3PO. Fun bit of trivia, Anthony Daniels is the only person to have been in all of the Star Wars movies. Um, And also, whoever plays R2-D2, I don't have a name. I'm assuming he's controlled by a 16-year-old intern that's working on his robotics final. Well, originally it was a, um, a, uh, a little person. Oh, being politically correct. Yes. We're breaking um, the mold of our own damn show. And, and, uh, yeah. And in um, uh, one of the articles that I saw, it, so it was like the joke reactions of these people being asked to come back. And his reaction was, really, we can't just remote control the guy. I actually have to climb back in this thing. Do you have any idea what it smells like in there? Wow. Because um, I'm pretty sure it was all remote control and CG in episodes one through three. So I don't, I don't I wouldn't doubt it. understand why they're bringing... Maybe, mean, like, maybe Disney's just going for super nostalgia or something like that, even though literally no one will be able to tell except for the people working on the movie. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah. Um, well, so it's like they close the hatch and his like, shirt is like sticking out the... <laughs> whatever. So those are the returning uh, performers. Uh, new faces will be the folks like John Boyega, Oscar Isaac, Daisy Ridley, Adam Driver, Dom Hall Gleason, Andy Serkis. We know Andy Serkis. We know Andy Serkis. I'll get to that in a minute. And Max von Sydow, which I would assume is some sort of German baron or something like that. <laughs> um, Andy Serkis, uh, you may not be familiar with the name, but we have seen him on screen before. He plays... Um, Charlie, help me out. What's the character's name? Gollum. Gollum. That's yeah. right. Yeah, he plays Gollum in the Lord of the Rings movies, um, which is going to be really interesting to see, I think. Um, I mean, obviously, he's not going to be Gollum in Star Wars, which may, maybe he would. I don't, I don't know. Anyway. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. If he's Gollum, then Mark Hamill's going to be Joker. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's true. They, didn't, they never actually said that Mark Hamill's going to be playing Luke Skywalker. They just said Mark Hamill's coming back. <laughs> That's true. Oh man, Batman in space, Star Wars Seven. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, Goat knows what to spend all of his money on. All of the merch for Batman in space. <laughs> Suddenly, Goat is about five inches higher in his chair, and I'm really not sure why. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> um. So anyway, interesting thing. Uh, Star Wars is still Star Wars Episode Seven is still set for release sometime in late 2015. Um, with the other episodes, obviously, to follow sometime after that, um, we haven't we haven't seen anything really official in terms of uh, well, obviously, we haven't seen anything official in terms of like a trailer or screenshots or anything like that because I think they've just begun like initial filming like a couple weeks ago. Um, Let's be honest, do they really need to? 
No, they don't. It'll it'll. They it'll just go. Hey, like Star Trek anyway. or Star Trek? My my error. My error. <laughs> Star Wars is going to be out this day, next year. Order your tickets now. <laughs> oh, they sold out in fifteen minutes. I wouldn't <laughs> doubt that that's actually going yeah. to be a thing. By due, the way, due to the over, over you know, due to the overwhelming uh, online ticket sales, we've pushed it back an entire year I so we can accommodate all the ticket I sales. I can't wait <laughs> to see the ridiculous marketing for this. It's going to be even bigger than Avengers, just because it's 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 Star Wars backed yeah. by Disney. Yeah, so it's, it's just money. It's, yeah, it's oh my god, it's oh it's going to be so great, you guys. So anyway, Star Wars, etc. May the fourth be with you. Star Wars Day. I, you know, at work today, every single person I checked the receipt, I said that to them, and every single one groaned immediately after. Ah. <laughs> you, should, you should have done it in your Mickey voice. That'd make more sense. The, no. <laughs> May the fourth be with you. <laughs> <laughs> then they would have. Then they would have run out of the <laughs> store. That man owns a van, I think, with that voice. <laughs> anyway, so that's the weekend news. Up next, we're reviewing a spooky game. Thank you, Halloween decoration from the 80s. <laughs> from the 80s? I was going to say, Wurlitzer Air Piano. <laughs> from the 80s. Today, Goat and I are reviewing Daylight. That's right, it's a twofer. Uh, how, do you, how do you prefer it you know, compared to Night? I mean, it's okay. I mean, you have that you have that possibility for skin cancer if you're out in it too long. I mean, it's a little bright. Oh, wait. They like the game. Oh. But I can see where you get confused. So Whoopsies. It, it, it's okay. <laughs> um, by the way, guys, this review will be spoiler-free for Daylight because, as you'll quickly find out, there's really nothing to spoil. So the story of Daylight, a game just released for PlayStation 4 and PC, begins as you find out your protagonist... Sarah wakes up in a dilapidated mental asylum. Yes. Uh, and your cell phone is suddenly talking to you in a very Vincent Price-esque voice, whose name of the person we never really find out who they are. Um, but he says things like, you remember this place, don't you, Sarah? You've been here quite a bit. And then just, you know, general creepy things like that. And, you know, it's the kind of place where the lights are out because apparently no one likes to pay their electrical bill it's abandoned there's no one there or so we think so sorry hang on so sorry your cell phone is talking to you or somebody's talking to it, you through your cell phone it's someone talking to you through your cell phone just i just up. you know i mean it, that would not be weird if it was the other one i'm just saying <laughs> and, and a point of interest for charlie it's a it's a droid <laughs> like uh, clearly, like, clearly, clearly a droid <laughs> um that's one of the main gameplay mechanics, actually. You start walking around, and your character is constantly holding her phone in front of her oh. as a map and as a flashlight. It's a miracle that you don't run out of battery because, yeah. you know. It's a droid. Well, <laughs> yeah, but. Um, but it's kind of cool because the map grows on your, your phone. Yeah. So you're not given much. You're not given much of an objective other than just to explore the really terrifying-looking building that you've just woken up in. Uh, the rest of the story plays out by picking up tiny little scraps of messages and stories that you need to find in order to pick up keys, and you need those keys to open the doors and rinse and repeat about 30 times until the credits roll. Um, here's the thing. That's about the extent of the game. There's really no depth to it whatsoever. The maps are kind of... 
boring because the game is actually randomly generated. So it's to its you know. It, to its credit, every time you play the game, everything will be in different places and stuff like that because it's randomly generated and things like that. However, that means that, um, and uh, Goat, I don't know if you noticed this as well, that means that all of the backdrops and stuff like that are incredibly bland because if you put a lot of detail into any one place, you'll notice it a lot because this game forces you to look at every tiny little nook and cranny to find these fragments. Mm-hmm. Mm. So this is not um, the the last game I remember being like this, where it's it's randomly generated. Being like a success is Spelunky, and so this is not the uh, not the first person horror equivalent of Spelunky that Atlas hoped it was going to be. No. Gotcha. Um, so, like I mentioned though, in order to, in order to progress, what you have to do is you have to find between four and six. They're called fragments, which tell you why you should be afraid of the place that you're standing in, because they're usually like leftover diary entries or like patient records from people who used to be there and stuff like that. Um, you'll read them, and they're legitimately well written, but it makes you wish that they were actually implemented into the game somehow instead of just like typed on Microsoft Word and copy and pasted into the game. <laughs> yeah, that was my biggest thing. It's like, oh, a piece of paper. And you read it, and it has, it's not a clue to the next piece of paper. It's not, it's literally just like an excerpt and useless information to you, other than the fact that you found it. Yeah, you'll, you're almost guaranteed to forget whatever each scrap of paper says immediately after not reading it anymore. I mean, you could go into your menu and reread them, but it's just like, okay, whatever. But they make, like, patient references, and I'm like, all right, you know, here's some stuff. Nope. It's, 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 See, it'd be cool uh, if what they had did was they would mention certain things in the patient records and stuff like that, and then you would go into a room and you would see like, you know, like an abandoned scene of like where you could tell there was a fight, and you could if you like read the scrap of paper that was like outside the door, and it looked like that that was like the aftermath of what yeah. happened there or something like that. But that's not the case. There's a level very early on, I think it was only after, like, the second door, where you're walking down a hallway, and you can go into each individual, like, patient room, and all of them look virtually identical to each other, except the bed is in a different place. And they have nothing in them. They have nothing in them. That's that's one of the things I hated the most. And because you have to look for these fragments, like I said, you have to look at every single nook and cranny of every single level. So you're going in a lot of empty rooms, just like, anything in here? No. Okay. So it's a lot of wasted time. So they're not like uh, just like right on top of the bed or like on top of like a dresser or something like that. They're like in the corner, like behind the garbage can kind of a thing. Here's here's the thing. When you start off, they're in places that kind of make sense. I mean, they're in cabinets on the walls or they're like uh, pinned to the wall with a knife or something like that. And you can actually you get two items, two different kinds of items. Uh, One of them is glow sticks, which is really weird to find glow sticks in an abandoned mental asylum. Um, Not really. I'll take your word for it. Um, (laughs) And you break a glow stick, and it'll highlight anything that you can interact with so that you can go right to it instead of searching every little thing. It's just like, can I interact with that bed? No. Okay. Can I interact with this teddy bear? No. Okay. So that'll that'll highlight everything you can interact with, and those will either usually have, like, either more glow sticks or flares, which are used used for combat, um, or they'll have... uh, There weren't any med kits. No. No. So you don't yeah. have a life bar or anything? Nope. Like that? You don't have a life bar. Now here, here here's the next part. Um, so it's a uh, daylight is is built as a first person horror like exploration game. There's no real combat. Uh, occasionally, once you get so far in, you'll meet the shadows, which are just these really creepy looking 
things. You know, they they look straight out of a horror film. You know, they're they're not really anything particularly special, except for you know glowing eyes and things carved all over their face, whatever. Um, so. You notice you find them cause when your phone that you're using as a map starts crackling and gets all staticky and you start hearing, like, moaning and stuff like that. So that's when you realize it's just like, okay, one of those things is nearby. And the first time you encounter one, it is legitimately terrifying. But the problem with that is, and here's the thing, this is the thing that breaks the game for everyone. These things can only hurt you if you're looking at them. Wait, wait, what? <laughs> These things can only hurt you. So all I have to do is turn around. Yes. <laughs> and I actually demonstrated this with, um, uh, I was hanging out with Goat's band the other day. I was demonstrating this with them. And I got like, I literally was standing right behind Goat. And I said, you could be right here. You could smell what they had for lunch. And they can't hurt you as long yeah. as you're not looking at them. You, they could just be like over your shoulder, just like, <sighs> hi. You know, and, and, and just yeah. like. Do they do that? Because that'd be <laughs> No. <laughs> I wish that would have made it more interesting. <laughs> With surround so, sound on, it's like... <laughs> yeah. um, but, I mean, whenever you encounter them, you can either choose to run away from them and try to hide from them, or you can break open a flare and they'll disappear instantly. Um, but once you find out that they can't hurt you unless you're staring at them, I mean, you're not afraid of them at all. You just... So can you just look down and yeah. then just walk around? Yep. Yeah. I, I don't get it. You can totally teenage girl <laughs> See, it. And here... <laughs> And here's the funny thing. I got stuck on a glitch early on in my game where one of them appeared, but they weren't moving. They were, like, doing the animations like they were moving, and you can tell, like, they were stuck. Like, mm -hmm. they started over the animation, and it was, like, choppy, you know? Yep. And so they were moving, and I was just in another room, and I'm just like, well, it's not moving, so I don't have to do anything. And I just looked at it for a while, and I, like, checked Facebook or something, and then suddenly my <laughs> character died, and I'm like... What the fuck happened there? And then I read another review that posted on the internet, and it said they only hurt you if you look at them. I'm like, well, that's kind of dumb. So huh. there's that. Yeah. Um, and then so when they do hurt you, is it is it insta kill or is it like? Because you, you said you don't not, have a life bar. It's, it's not instant. Um, or is it like is it like Call of Duty where like your screen turns red? It's kind of like Call of Duty where like your screen starts to like you know fade red or right. black or it gets darker or something like that. Okay. Um, and then you just heal up after a while on your own. Yeah. Okay. Um. So I mean that's that's a lot of the game. I mean the only thing that it's really broken up by is occasionally you'll get these um uh, box moving puzzles where you have to move boxes around and climb up on them to get around. And it's really annoying because the animation, there are separate animations for moving a box, moving a box the other direction, getting on the box and getting off of the box. I would be happy if there was just a jump button so that I can jump on and off the box, but no, you need to do, animate the entire thing. So that was, I mean, it's not a game breaker, obviously, but it's just one of the little tedious things. Yeah. Um, well, then with that, I noticed you have to, like, if you want to do it, like, fluidly, you have, like, a nanosecond to hit the, the button right. to do it fluidly or not, or you, you got to back up and reposition yourself to get the, you know. Right. It, it was, it was, it, it sounds was, like, did you ever play the Legacy of Kane games? Yeah. Those were, like, I, 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 I the Finicky? only thing, what's that? No, well, no, the only thing I remember about that game is it was, like, all box puzzles. Like, really? Like, am I remembering mm -hmm. that correctly? There's, there's a lot of them. Yeah, there's just a lot of freaking mm -hmm. box puzzles. And so that that's just what I'm hearing right now. But I think I you mean, had a jump button in that game, which is the difference. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, this one isn't a lot of box puzzles. It's just that it's a lot of exploration. And unfortunately, exploration in video games is only interesting if there's interesting things. Right. There's really not a lot of interesting things here. I mean, granted, you know, here's... 
Here's where we get into the scare factor. So we got two review codes for the game, which I thank Atlas for. I got the PC version. A couple of days later, I got one for the PS4, which I gave to Goat. And he texts me. He says, you sure you want to play this? I'm only a couple minutes in, and I'm already scared. And I'm like, yeah, I beat it already. And he's like, who are you? <laughs> yeah, that's weird. Because yeah. as, as you guys and the listeners know, I'm not usually a scary game person. And so the fact that I got through the whole thing, I mean, it's, it's, it's a little creepy. You know, you start to hear, like, you know, doors slam or, like, you know, an, an IV, like... What is that? Like an IV rack or something like that? Oh, yeah, shit starts moving around on its, its own. Stuff, stuff oh, yeah. starts moving around, or like suddenly you find like a room where there's, you know, old like uh, baby cribs, and yeah. the, the the blankets are moving in such a way where it looks like someone's like walking past them or something like that. There's occasional like set pieces there that are legitimately creepy, but I ended up looking at them just like, oh, that's kind of neat. Well, and it was like the, I texted him, and then like like twenty minutes in, I was like. Well, I've seen all this. The creep factor just goes away because you've already seen it without, you know. Right, because right. it's just... Yeah. I'm like, oh, it's one of five things. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> now, and here's the thing, too. Uh, the game's not very long. I mean, even Atlas themselves say the game will only take about two to three hours to beat, which is about in line with what it took me. Um, there aren't a lot of different locations, either. You start out in a mental asylum. You also go to a sewery-type area and a forest. The forest is cool because it really kind of opens up and you get to do a little bit more exploration. It's it's a tiny bit more, like, it's got a little bit more variety than, like, the mental asylum and stuff like that, which is just hallway after hallway after hallway after box puzzle after hallway. But, I mean, it's still not, it still gets to the point where it's repetitive to where it's just like, okay, I've seen this part of the map. So I've seen the rest of the part of the map. And yeah. I wouldn't mind it if there was, like, a sto- a really cool story that was, like, keeping you going forward or something like that, but you don't get that. Yeah. You, the only thing you ever get, you know, are these fragments that don't have any relevance to anything whatsoever, and the guy talking on your phone, which just keeps, like, being creepy, like, yeah. generically creepy. Yeah, so there's really no point to go on. I mean, granted, at the end, there is a okay, like, horror movie-style twist, but, I mean, it's nothing that you don't see coming but by the is, time. But is it then the same twist every time you play? It's just the map is different? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. There's I, so many things about everything you've just said that I just don't get. I, 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 I'm not sure what to think about it. I mean, I, I was, I was legitimately excited to get into the game because I, I, you know, it's new territory for me. It's a, it's, uh, I've always been fascinated by randomly generated games because I usually hear good things about them. It, uh, thing to note, it's the first game available to the public that runs on Unreal Four. So I'm just like, oh, cool. Doesn't usually utilize it very well at all. Um, yeah, I would have never, I would have never guessed that. Based except on, like, for, the except for being an absolute ram hog for my PC, oh, okay. <laughs> um, which and it still didn't run very well. Even though you know I have a rig that's more than capable of running it at max settings. Out of curiosity, how much RAM do you have in your computer? Eight gigs. Okay. Um, so it it's it, you know it, it it there's there's really nothing like interesting here. I mean, hmm. I'm glad it's got a low price tag. It only clocks in at fifteen bucks. Uh, fourteen ninety nine on both PSN and Steam, but I mean, it, it. I really can't think of unless you're just looking like for generic creepiness. Well, what I got, like the I like what I got from it mm-hmm. was it was kind of like, and this is a really bad example, but it's the best example at the same time. It was trying to be the the horror artistic game that Journey yeah. artistically was. Like, <laughs> hey, yeah. plop. Go forth. Here's here's the here's the theory that's running around on the internet, and I actually kind of agree with this. The more I think about it, is that this is the kind of game that they apparently um, 
they apparently built from the ground up for YouTubers and video game streamers. And I can kind of see that in, like, the genericness and stuff like that. Because if you're just playing it by yourself, you're just like, yeah, okay, whatever. But yeah. if you're playing it with the internet watching you, it can be a little bit more interesting. And I'm told there's supposed to be, like, Twitch commands or something like that. So that people huh? could, like, get into the game and, like, oh. creep you out or something. But oh. I didn't encounter any of that. Yeah. So it, it's... That's news to me. I didn't... Help. I didn't... Well, I didn't even see an option for it. So I, I'm like, what am I doing here? Yeah. You know? hmm. um, yeah, it seems like the kind of thing if that they were going to kind of... It sounds like that would be kind of essential to I mean, the experience yeah. that well, they see, put front it, and center. Well, it didn't. They didn't mention anything in um, in the information they sent us along with the review codes and stuff like that. They didn't mention anything about any Twitch specific features. I'm just seeing a lot of people in the gaming community talk about um, daylight on Twitch and stuff like that. So I could totally be off on that. Um, but you know, both Goat and I didn't see any specific features or anything like that. Yeah, um, I didn't see much of anything. Yeah, that that's kind of the whole feeling of daylight. It's just it just feels like it's just like okay, this is a thing. Now it's just taking up space on my hard drive. Kind of gave me that nine to five job feel, like well, I bought it, might as well go through it. Yeah. So <laughs> it, it it I really can't find much of a reason to go through daylight unless you just absolute like bleed horror games and stuff like that. And even then, I mean, there's a lot better things that you could look into than this one. Okay. Yeah. So, so let's let's make that official then. So. Who should play this game? Unless you have anything more to say about it. No. Okay, so who should play this game? You should play this game if you are you really want Unreal Engine 4 games on your computer <laughs> or PS4 right now. Um, also, or, or if if you're, you also, if you're good at imagination and you really want something generic to stream to your Twitch followers, all four of them. And I, I'd say if you have an Atlas tattoo, this game's for you. <laughs> and so then, go, who should not play this game? Um, I mean... A lot of people. I mean, it's it's sad to say, but there's really nothing to really play. So I mean, I mean, obviously, if you're you know if you're a scaredy cat, horror games not your thing. Probably shouldn't be in that well, way. I mean, I mean, keep in mind that I mean, I'm not a horror yeah. person, and even I didn't have that big of a problem with yeah. it. So even then, I mean, you might be fine with it. So it, it's maybe it, toddlers. <laughs> <laughs> is it rated M? By the way, it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's the thing that occurs to me. It's like for a game that's only two or three hours long, there better be a really good reason to go back and play it again. But if it's just the same thing over and over again, right? Just in randomly generated maps. If that's the only hook to go back, it's like, well, I'm gonna, I can go do it all again. So yeah, and the I, things will be in different places. I could see it if there was like maybe like a Dark Souls type like multiplayer or something like that, yeah. where you could like you know be like one of the shadows or something like that mm -hmm. and try to screw over people playing the game. Yeah, but there's, that would, like, oh that, yeah, there's, there's no co-op. There's yeah. no multiplayer. There's no nothing. Yeah. So there's there you could play. The, you could theoretically play this game completely absent of internet connectivity, and it's just the same game. So then, Mike, who should not play this game? Uh, anyone expecting anything worthwhile to come out of a horror game. Okay. So... It, it, it's really disappointing. I mean, like I said, I'm not usually into horror games, and I was really hoping, because there was actually a decent amount of hype behind this one, I was hoping this might turn me around or might get me turned on to a whole genre that I had never really looked into. It failed to do that for me. So now I'm going to spin this up a little bit. Let's factor in value proposition just a little bit. Let's say, let's say on the next Steam sale, mm -hmm. the game drops down to like two dollars. Is yeah. it worth playing through once for two dollars? Uh, I mean, if if you're really hurting to get to play something, wow, well, you're really reaching. Okay. Well, no, see, I mean, <laughs> because because my mentality with that is that if there's a Steam sale, you're likely to find something. A lot better for your two dollars. Oh, 
just, yeah, I, I, I understand what you're saying, yeah. but just factor down just, just to this. If yeah. like, do you think that if, if you had paid $2 for your one, for your playthrough, yeah. would you, if you could go back, would you I mean, change if, it? If you're really that curious about it, I mean, you won't hate losing $2 over it. Okay. But I mean, it, it's, it's. It's really something that I'm having a hard time finding anyone justifying, unless they're really like they really get on edge for scary stuff really easily. Like there, like I said, there are a couple of decent set pieces here and there. It's just that they're so far and few between, and the rest of the game is so repetitive that it's you really kind of have to grind through it to get those tiny moments that are that actually make the game feel like what it should be the whole way through. Uh, the sale lights that you're looking for on Steam for that would be buy a game and that one free. So, so it'd be worth playing so through if like you got it for free. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> okay. so you, you bought a nice game, and then you know they, that would you know oh freebie. Okay, pick it up. You know what it almost sounds like to me? It sounds like that they should have just tied it in with some existing property, like an anime or a TV show or some other game, just just to hook those fans into it. That could have been because uh, by uh, itself, it doesn't sound like there's really that anything might have been a little bit here. more interesting. But I mean, yeah. this is an indie studio we're talking about. So. Yeah. Oh well. So yeah. Uh, okay, so for the full disclosure stuff, uh, Daylight is developed by Zombie Studios and published by Atlas. It's currently available for PC and PlayStation 4 at a suggested retail price of $14.99. Uh, this review is based on final retail copies of the game for both systems uh, provided by Atlas for the sake of reviewing the game. Um, I played through the game uh, to completion in just about two and a half hours. Uh, Goat, did you finish it? No, I got about halfway through it. Okay, so, well, at least we have the uh, we have first perspectives here. So, yeah, like I said, if you're really that curious, go for it. But I mean, if you're if you're looking for a reason to pick up the game, then you probably don't need to look anymore. And with that, let's get to something a little bit more lighthearted. Let's check out the mailbag for this week. Okay, so for the mailbag of the week, uh, we asked you guys if you had any questions about Daylight, and nobody asked us any questions, so there's that. That's telling. Yeah, so that just <laughs> rolls right into the review. <laughs> anyway, so we've got emails. Uh, first email from Taylor. says, Greetings, Gamerhead! Congratulations! You are now CEO of your most hated video game developer slash publisher. What do you do to make the company better? You cannot close up, burn everything, or some other third destructive option. You must improve. Have fun, Taylor. So we're all presidents like of EA, this. is that what he's saying? <laughs> yeah. If EA is your most hated developer slash publisher, then yeah, you're now CEO of EA. What do you do to improve everything? Stop being dicks. <laughs> well, it's not destructive, so I'll allow it. <laughs> um, honestly, what I'd, I I wouldn't even pick EA. I'd pick Activision because I at really? this point at this point I hate Activision more than I hate EA because really? I, I think okay. EA is legitimately improved. Um, Activision, as we've seen even in the news today, um, that they have a habit of just moving studios around just to pump out game after game in their franchise and stuff like that. Look at look at the CEO, Bobby Kotick. He's gone on record to say that he's only interested in games that can make that he can get multiple franchise titles out of, which to me is just like, wow, okay, you don't care about artistic value in video games anymore <laughs> whatsoever. So that that's so that, so that's what I would do if I was Activision. I would actually like invest in new IPs. I would bring back some old IPs that could really use like a breath of fresh air. Besides being tied to like movies or something like that, like the new Transformers film, you know, the, the, or tr game rather. It's only really coming out as a cash in for the film, which I understand business is business. 
But you could have two separate games. Do the movie cash-in if you really must, and then do... Just like a normal Cybertron style game, Continue or, that. or try something different. Yeah. You know, you know how many people have been dying for like other Transformers eras, like Beast, Beast Wars, Wars, or just the things like that. I want a Beast Wars game. The one for N sixty four was horrible. <laughs> um, so I just, I just want, I, I want them to try something new. You know, they're in such a safe zone. I mean, granted, they're allowed to be because Call of Duty prints money at this point. Yeah. But I just, I want them to try something new and to do new things and do something that surprises me. You know, when the, when the Call of Duty announcement happened this past week, I was just like, okay, well, that's right on time. E3 is in a month, so <laughs> that's about when we learn about this stuff anyway. So, so in a nutshell, you would break Activision. I would break Activision and, and try to fix them. it. I, I, I would, I would break it down and build it back <laughs> from the ground up. It wouldn't be easy, but that's what I would do to legitimately improve Activision. It's needed. I'd stop closing down studios too. Well, eh, I I understand your your you know where your heart is when you're saying that, but business is business, etc. Yeah. yeah. If a studio is not is putting out games that are not selling and are not performing, I mean, yeah. then you're shutting down your main studio and you're back at yeah. Best Buy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine the drop that would be? I was CEO of Activision. That'd be now a kick I'm, in the face. Now though. can I see your receipts, sir? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For your Activision game. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my name is in the credits of this. Oh, yeah? What is? Special thanks. Because <laughs> I didn't actually do anything. <laughs> so, Goat, uh, do you have a company that you'd want to improve if you were ever the CEO of a video game company? No, there's so many that need improvement. Which one, which one do you hate the most? Yeah, I'm trying to think. I don't really, like, hate a developer. I don't. I, I, yeah. I hate specific Because you realize that hate is wasted on corporations because well, they don't I, give I, a I understand it's funny all that, but I, 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 I hate individual pieces. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, you have five great games. Yeah. That doesn't make you a shitty studio. But you have this one horrible game. That makes it a shitty game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll agree with that. So, I mean... Honestly, if I had to take over, it wouldn't be like something I hated. Honestly, I'd take over Lionhead and open, do the same thing you're doing with Activision. Open the box. Let's make something that's not Fable. Let's go crazy. Hang on. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah. thank you. <laughs> you want Lionhead to make a game that's not Fable. Yeah. It'd be like if I wanted Square Enix to make a game that wasn't Final Fantasy, which, I mean, I do, but, you know, that, that's... <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm I'm legitimately surprised at there's, that answer. There, well, there's so many possibilities. That, again, it's not broken. Don't fix it. But let's let's shake it up a little bit, guys. Let's try something new. If it bombs, there's always Fable. You'll be putting them out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like Square Enix has showed us. Hey, we're gonna put out uh, Kart Racers. Slap Final Fantasy. On it bombed. Okay. Uh, redo ten. Okay. Good. We're back in the block. <laughs> <laughs> That's not too far. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so thank you, Taylor, for your email. Well, hey, well, hang on. Yeah, what? <laughs> I thought you were going. No, oh, you were. but yeah, you, I'd like to elaborate a bit on that. Go on. <laughs> um, so I would take EA, and I would do two things. First of all, um, I would fire the legal department. <laughs> Can you do that legally? Hirely. What's that? Can you do that legally? Yeah, I mean, if I'd be sued, I'd be in trouble. But you know, the, the, you know especially so. because now you no longer have a legal department. Exactly. <laughs> um, and then the second thing that I would do, um, every single game, I would open source. Now, Ooh, here's, you know, I like where you're going with this. So here's the thing. Um, when, when I look at most of the controversies surrounding EA games, I mean, like the big ones, like take, for example, SimCity. It's yeah. like, this game cannot be played offline, can't be played offline, can't be played offline. Here's a patch that can be played offline. 
It's <laughs> like wow. A yeah. lot, a lot of the, a lot of the stuff that's going on with EA is just like, is just general shadiness. It's about like, like, like you know, like here's the game. Oh, the the, the DLC's not on this. The DLC's not on this. So here's the DLC for this five hour mission, so, and it's five kilobytes. So, so if you were running EA, you would be as transparent as possible so that everyone would see exactly what's happening, and you couldn't hide anything. You would yes. finally take down okay. the smoke and mirrors that they've been hiding in for years. Oh, I like that. Yes. I mean, it, it, it's risky, but I mean, that's the kind of thing that grows trust with gamers, and then suddenly, hey, EA doesn't have pirated games anymore. And and <laughs> so going off of that, it's like, so, you know, it's, it's you know, when it went... So, suddenly EA becomes the new Valve. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> As part of this, I would also say to other game developers, is like... Yeah, and I mean, you like, urge other people to follow in your footsteps, or yeah, kind of. It's just like, okay, here's what we're, here's what we're gonna do. It's like you know, EA. I, I'm pretty sure is still like the like the number one like largest like the like they're they're like the behemoth of video game developers. I mean, like mm -hmm. Ubisoft is like a close second, as we were talked about in the last show, mm -hmm. in terms of just the size of, right. the, of the studio, uh, publisher, whatever. Um, so it's like the biggest if the, if the biggest gorilla in the room basically says, okay, here's what we're gonna do. Can we all just calm the frick down? You were close there. <laughs> That's very close. That's very close. Can we all just calm down and just start making games again, maybe, that please? Is, that is That would like send shockwaves through the industry, and that would be really cool to see because it would be like a, it'd be like a video game renaissance. Suddenly, like, you know, the superpower that is EA saying it's just like, guys, let's dial the clock back like 20 years and just start making games for the sake of making games. I mean, it wouldn't happen, but... No, you know. no, this is all fantasy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, that's, uh, yeah. That's very Charlie of you, though, being Charlie. <laughs> well, you know. You know, the whole lead I by do example. try and be me. Yeah. <laughs> that whole lead by example. And you're damn good at it. Thank you, sir. <laughs> I toast myself with that. <laughs> Clink. <laughs> Uh, that was a, that was a good question, Taylor. Thank you for your email. Keep uh, going, buddy. Keep going. Yeah, it's great that he's actually emailing us again. Yeah, he's after back in the grid. Like six months off. Uh, yeah, off fairly, you know, Texas just got sabbatical. Internet. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, next email is from Songbird. Uh, Songbird, I want to make a quick note. Um, you answered. You also answered the mailbag question we had for last week about being burnt out on games. Um, I'm going to save that because we're probably going to come back to that feature in the future. <laughs> feature in the future. We, we put um, it back in the basket to yeah, randomly draw. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the daylight review kind of just fell in our laps, so we felt that took priority because you know um, it did. Um, <laughs> So we'll, we'll get to that again in the future. Um, uh, but Songbird says, Dear Viking Jesus, Goat, and Technotronicorn, uh, Mailbag, non-answer. Uh, why didn't you guys let us spook you on Twitch? Uh, by the way, have you guys uh, have you guys patented the scary game you came up with this past Halloween before Zuckerberg steals that idea to use in the Oculus Rift? Do you know what she's talking about? I don't recall what she's talking scary about. Scary game we came up with Halloween. Something to do with Facebook? Apparently, um, no. I think it had something to do with Oculus. Uh, I have to go back. I don't remember. Oh well, yeah, well, I guess we're going to check the archives because she. Now that Charlie's more. in charge of the archives, yeah, we should have them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I stop um, bookboarding anymore. <laughs> uh, so I didn't stream it on Twitch because I don't. I played it on PC and I don't have my PC set up to stream on Twitch. Although I feel like that's something I should do at some point. Um, and Goat doesn't have his Twitch account on the PS4 that he was playing on, so. Um, not to mention that Goat's not really the streaming type. So, Do you even have a Twitch account? Yeah. Oh, okay. I wasn't mm -hmm. sure. 
He got one when uh, I haven't used it other than to do VGL stuff because I'll be flagged momentarily like that. So sorry, sorry, what I meant is, have you ever streamed on Twitch? You know, okay, I'll be flagged momentarily. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I I know my boundaries. Uh, Songbird says it's great to see another review, but still, where is Goat Simulator? He's right here. <laughs> I, I, I'm working on a PC that'll run it. I don't have a game. He doesn't break. have to review it. He's lived it. <laughs> Almost got hit by a car today, so <laughs> if if physics were on my side, I judged it at about a five hundred and fifty pointer. <laughs> wow, I'm glad you didn't get hit. Yeah, so was I. <laughs> um Songbird, I might be picking up the game on Steam soon, so if you guys really want a review of Goat Simulator, um I will do so. Um, unless you guys would rather wait until uh, the man himself can review his own game. I, I would say wait. I would I, say I, I, that's I what we're going with. Which I think is what we should do, but, you know. I think that's where we're going with this. Yeah. Uh, Songbird says, considering what day it is as you're recording this, I'm curious. What's your overall opinion about Star Wars in general? Um, it, it's It's second in fandoms only to Disney, and now that Disney owns Star Wars, it's now one of my top fandoms. <laughs> I would describe my uh, my opinion of Star Wars as hopeful. It's um, because as I, I think we I think we I, th- I think we had this conversation when um, I think we had this conversation when the studio initially got bought when when Star Wars initially got bought mm-hmm. by uh, by Disney. But um, so just to reiterate that, it's you know, uh, Disney has done such a good job with Marvel. Mm-hmm. I, I I can't I can't I can't even imagine anything they could have done better right i mean they i mean every every single move like the planning ahead the phases i mean like if you don't know what i'm talking about just google it um it's incredible yeah everything that they've done with with being the shepherds of the marvel marvel cinematic universe right has just been phenomenal yeah and so you know episodes one through three i mean they had their high points they had their low points (laughs) and so (laughs) jar jar banks um (laughs) so it's like you know i i i think i i i I can't think of anyone that I would, I think, could do it better than Disney yeah. because, I, as far as I'm concerned, they've they've proven themselves to be yeah. able to do this kind of thing. And, so. that, and that was something similar to what I wrote on my personal Facebook the day that you know the acquisition happened and stuff like that because everyone was freaking out. It's just like Disney's going to ruin Star Wars. You know, now we're going to have, you know, we're we're going to have Mickey show up in Star Wars movies. I'm like, no, that's dumb. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm like, guys. Pay attention here. When Disney, with the financial backing that Disney has and their love of you know keeping nostalgia alive and being true to even their own properties, let alone other people's properties, that's something that they're not going to just like just abolish. You know, sure they did drop the bombshell that the only things that the, that is considered canon now is anything that's referred to in the movies or the Clone Wars stuff. But I mean, all the expanded universe stuff, none of that was really like hardcore like got the stamp of approval that said this is definitely part of the story now anyway it was just like the fan base accepted it yeah. as part of the story and it's stuff like very, that. very very popular and well done fanfic i mean it's, right. it's all it is and i thing, mean like i would love to see movies done about the, everything having to do with admiral thrawn that'd be fantastic yes. but it's just not gonna happen um and and I think I said something along the same lines as you just did, Charlie, where it's just like, remember, the first thing Disney did when they acquire, acquired Marvel, the last thing that shook the Internet's foundation, they put out Avengers, which is one of the top grossing movies of all time. So, and one of the most critically well-reviewed movies of all time. Especially in that genre. Especially, yeah. You yeah. know, it, it's so easy to just pop out a superhero movie. It's just like, yeah, okay, whatever. But the Avengers was legitimately, like, 
very incredibly well done. So I I think a big part of that also is uh, I mean like let's give credit where credits due. I mean like if Joss Whedon hadn't been involved, I don't think it would have been what it was. That's true. So taking that in consideration, I I, I, think, I mean I think J.J. Abrams is going to do the series justice. For I think Star Wars. so. I you know he's had some missteps, especially on TV, like with the with the different things he's yeah. attached his name to. But I mean like I I personally. Now, like, Goat and me, we're big Trek fans. Like, we've been Trek fans since, like, we knew what Trek was. <laughs> and so, you know, it's like, um, Goat, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I have, at the very least, have complete and total approval approval of what he's done with the Star Trek movies. Oh, yeah, they're amazing. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm not even a Trek fan, and I love them. Yeah, those... Which I think right there is what I'm talking about. Yeah. The fact that he was able to take something that... You know, had such a stigma around it. it had such a like, oh, you know, Trekkies. Blah, blah, blah. It was kind of a cult thing. Yeah, yeah it yeah. very much was. And so the fact that he was able to take it and give it to the mainstream. Yeah, I mean, like he, you know, he he kind of messed with the formula a little bit. It's it's much more actiony and not so and, much about and diplomacy and, and things like and that. And sometimes but. franchises with those dedicated fan bases really need that kind of breath of fresh air. This yeah. is like, okay, let's try something new. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And Star Wars, especially after the prequel trilogy, yeah. definitely needs something new. Yeah. So I mean, not to say that the prequel trilogy trilogy was horrible. It wasn't. You know, it, it had its missteps, but it, it's it's definitely something that we need to step away from. Yes, as oh. long as he doesn't use the word midichlorians anywhere in these <laughs> movies, we're good. You, you just watch. He's, he's going to find a way to put in the film someone is going to say that that was a horrible idea and they weren't real or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> It'll probably be Spock. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just walking by randomly. Midichlorians aren't real. Like, <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. There's a woman screaming in the theater. It actually turns out to be Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> It's entirely possible. Which is... yeah, when, when I was having this conversation at the time, somebody made the comment of like, oh, I could think of a company that could have done better with it, Valve. And it's like, yeah, but then episode nine would never come out. <laughs> They'd leave episode eight on a cliffhanger. Yeah. <laughs> episode nine, it'd be the year twenty seventy six, and suddenly it's just like, oh yeah, we're making it. Anyway, yeah. goat. What do you think of Star Wars? You're the only one that hasn't chimed in here. I don't know. I mean, it, it's Star it's a, Wars. It's I, a thing. <laughs> Disney could screw it up so bad beyond belief. You guys and, won't know until you've already spent three million dollars on it opening night. So they're yeah. in a good spot. <laughs> Either way, if they do it justice, good. I hope they do. But if they just want to rob nerds. They're in a really good spot to do that too. Yeah, but considering they're making two more movies out of it, they it's so not, they say it's not, it's not in their <laughs> best interest to rob nerds until the final movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you got two good ones coming, and then that one. Yeah. Um, wasn't Iron Man the first Disney shepherded Marvel movie? Iron Man two was uh, distributed by it th- by Disney. I don't think they actually had a hand in the production of it. Of uh, so that so Disney had nothing to do with the first Iron Man. No. Oh, okay. Because I remember they they acquired Marvel right like as Iron Man two was getting ready to be released in theaters uh, and stuff okay. like that. So right. that explains the all ACDC soundtrack to that movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Avengers was the first Marvel movie that they had full control over. So oh 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 none of the leading up to it. No. Oh, I didn't as, realize as that. Far okay. as, uh, Captain America might. I don't remember. I'm pretty sure, but I'm pretty sure it was a, I'm, whatever. I'm, I'm not a, I was about to say I'm not a movie person, but I review movies for a newspaper. So. <laughs> yeah. You're a Disney person, and so. I'm a Disney per- Shut up, goat. 
Uh, Songbird says, you you three wake up to find that your body is now Reggie's. What do you do? I'd be concerned that my body's a music venue. Oh. <laughs> how am I going to get my concrete stage ass out of bed? <laughs> For those that aren't understanding, Reggie's Rock House is a venue in Chicago that these two are making very bad jokes about. It's a great it's venue. Played at. It's a great venue. I love that venue. I do, too. It's where I met Skeletor. He's not kidding. <laughs> um... Wait, no, 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 I'm I'm going to assume the way the the question is worded. I'm a little uh, I'm a little weary. I'm going to I'm going to assume that each of the three of us wake up separately. As Reggie <laughs> so not... it's Reggie's body body our three heads. <laughs> oh, I was in Monty Python's in my head. Just call us Cerberus Philome. <laughs> um, well, make the podcast easier to Mike. Do I... <laughs> Are you kidding? We 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 are so close together. We need one mic, and we all have different speaking voices. So that'd be a nightmare. To... Com- that, it's it's a, still one mic. <laughs> Compression takes care of the rest. Um, I don't I don't know. Do I do I get to be Fiza Mech as he was on Twitter a couple days ago? <laughs> Someone's car is apparently broken. They handle it. <laughs> Um, they sat on their remote. Did, did you guys see when R- Reggie <laughs> took over Twitter as Fiza Mech and he was posting tweets in all caps and it was the greatest thing ever and I wanted to arrest him for, arrest him, uh, <laughs> sue him for copyright infringement for t- typing in all caps? I think Angry Hulk that. will be suing you first. Yeah. <laughs> but he said things like, there will be... <laughs> So on the Nintendo of America Twitter, he posted things like, there will be no Urban Champion 2, and then I will now reveal all upcoming Nintendo E3 announcements, and then battery depleting. (laughs) So I was just like, oh my god, whoever's in charge of the Nintendo Twitter today is brilliant. Um, I don't think it was actually Reggie. I'm going to assume it's not actually Reggie, because I... if it was. Huh? It would be great if it was. It'd be amazing if it was. But I don't know. I, I I don't think I'd really do anything different if I had Reggie's body because he seems to be of similar build to me, except maybe like an inch taller. And I'm already pretty tall, so I mean, you know, I'd just make the whole my body is ready, and then I'd just be like, wow, that joke didn't do anything for me. <laughs> um. I don't know. I, I guess I would just try and go to the Nintendo of America corporate headquarters, just uh, and get know, into all the secret stuff. Like put a mask over my face and just be like, "Well, clearly it's me. Look, <laughs> these are obviously my pecs." Like, <laughs> because nothing confirms that you're a different person by saying, "By the way, it's totally me. <laughs> I'm not anybody else. It's, I don't it, know what you're talking about." It's cool. It's cool. Security did the pec verification. He's he's. <laughs> I can just see Reggie's office. He doesn't have an eye, an iris scanner thing. He has a pec scanner thing. He just kind of chest bumps and Burp, scans. Nipples verified. <laughs> Welcome, Reggie. <laughs> um, and yeah, I would just uh, walk up to the first security guard I could find and say, like, which way to the secret stuff? Because <laughs> that's nothing. Yeah. Not even close to it. Yeah. Then he points to a sign on the wall that just says secret stuff and an arrow. <laughs> Oh, okay. And he does the Vince McMahon walk. <laughs> I was seeing a Mega Muppet walk. I'm pretty sure we've all just reenacted a scene from some Nickelodeon movie at some point in time. Or Family Guy skit. Oh, yeah, that too. 
earth do you come up with these questions? She's got a question generator. It's got to be a chart and a dartboard. Just like, <laughs> what would you do if you found your head attached to Reggie Phil's maze body? Glad it wasn't an inch to the left. Got it. <laughs> Just imagining a songbird in like this giant circular room with like a, a a rack of darts just on her desk next to a computer and just surrounded by dart boards with words on them. For some reason, I see her in like that room from Grandma's Boy, when the the the, the crazy one where he's like flaring all the industrial. He's got the, he's sitting upside down. <laughs> Haven't seen that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> wow. Anyway, <laughs> thank you, songbird, for your email. Uh, that's everything, right? And then we've done, we've spoken, etc. Yada, yada, yada. Cool. Goat, show's coming up? Uh, May 10th in Peoria, Illinois. Uh, at uh, a place, I would assume? Huh? <laughs> I would assume you're playing at a place, yeah, not just yeah. all of Peoria, Illinois. It's, um, Trent, I think it's the name of the place. Okay. So. You can find the information on the internet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I've got very 29needles.com? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is a group plug, because I suck. Uh, is that the one with... Uh, 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 Bird and Sky. Do you have a show coming up with Black Tide? Uh, June 8th, yeah, we're playing uh, with Black Tide, Threat Signal, and Affliance uh, at Take 20, $15, blah, 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 Rockville, Illinois. <clears throat> And if you want to just be lazy, I'd suggest it because we're having a special subbing by uh, Mr. Viking Jesus Mike Nemitz on guitar. <laughs> what does being lazy have to do with anything? Because then? then you don't have to go to two shows. You just go to one and see both of us. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> got it, got it, got it. Yeah, they're, so. they're trading out one Mikey for a uh, Viking. <laughs> <laughs> and that's going on the Facebook. <laughs> Okay, so should be good. It should be good. I'm really excited about that show. Should be interesting, especially when Elmo makes an appearance. <laughs> oh yeah, that's going to be a thing. Anyway, <laughs> Charlie, do you have anything? Nothing. I'm boring. Oh, you're not boring to me. Aww. What about your snake club? What? What? What about your snake club? Dude, oh, what? Cobra. <laughs> He's talking about oh, Cobra. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> or is it your GI Joe club? <laughs> for the love <laughs> uh, my plug is also one of Goat's plugs that sounded really bad I apologize whoa, whoa. no DP no DP <laughs> uh, like Goat mentioned June you're 8th. both male how is deep never mind <laughs> don't even think about it just, yep. just nope. visual person there it is picture in my head <laughs> so much body hair June <laughs> <laughs> June 8th, Take 20, Rockford, uh, 29 Needles, other bands, Black Tide, 15 or in advance, 20 at the door, etc. Just refer to previous. Refer plug. to previous band plug. Anyway. By the way, folks, for our feature next week, we're going to be talking about piracy, uh, which I don't actually think we've covered before here. Whatever. So we're going to have a uh, former um, video game pirate, um, like, illegally downloading games, not like a pirate from a video game. Yar. Uh, but... <laughs> No, really? bad, Charlie. Matey. No <laughs> parrots, no peg legs. I mean, we can bring parrots and peg legs. It's just not, you know, this what I'm talking about be here. So unsatisfying. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, we're going to have a former video game pirate in the studio talking about uh, just uh, all sorts of things about the topic and stuff like that. So for our mailbag question for next week is, uh, what are your thoughts on piracy? Or questions. Or questions for a former you know, a video game pirate and stuff like that. So uh, I, I think this could be interesting. I think this is mm-hmm. going to be a really good one. So All questions are welcome. Yeah, definitely. We're, we're uh, uh, you know. Wide uh, open, people. Yeah, so. Anyway, so that's next week. But as for this week, if you like what you hear, like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Gamerhead Radio. Follow us on Twitter at Gamerhead Radio. I'm at Viking Games Live. He's at Sir Goatsworth. He's at T-E-K Charlie. Uh, we're on Google+. We're on Stitcher Radio. We're on iTunes. We're on our own fucking website, GamerheadRadio.com. We're also on Google Play with the Gamerhead Radio app. It's free. Please download it. Give us five stars, etc. Um... Whatever it is on whatever avenue you listen to us on, please five star us, upvote us, plus one us, thumbs up us. Not making the thumbs up joke again this week. Um, <laughs> uh, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, quandaries, or conundrums, you can email us at editors at gamerheadradio.com. You can also get a hold of us on the official Gamerhead Radio hotline at 94926gamer. And I'm going to throw something different here um, this week. Um, I'm also going to add that uh, my Twitch account is twitch.tv slash vikingjesus because I'm starting to stream more, um, and I really like... I, I have seen a couple people, um, both from the Viking Jesus fan base and the Gamerhead fan base, jump in on the comments and stuff like that, and it's really cool to see. Um, and a lot of people like ask me questions about the games because we know we review games and stuff like that. So it's really cool. And so if you guys ever want to subscribe to that and follow and stream and whatever, um, Goat doesn't stream. Charlie, you occasionally... Very occasionally stream. Yeah, I'll get into it more now that I'm starting to play more games on the Xbox One. My Twitch handle is uh, just like Twitter, T-E-K, Charlie. Cool. Uh, I'll just heckle both of you. Huh? I'll just heckle both of you. Yep, sounds about right. How's that different from normal? Yeah. So if you see Go Gamer right on there and there he's being mean. an Angry Birds shirt? Plausibly. <laughs> I just noticed that. Because the face on your shirt is angrier than the face on your face. <laughs> <laughs> wanted a comfy shirt today. (laughs) Don't blame me. And with that, this episode of Gamerhead Radio is brought to you by Figure and Don and the Modal Nodes. Come see us at the Moss Eisley Cantina next month where we'll play Mad About Me over and over and over again. All ages and races allowed. No droids, please. We don't serve their kind here. This has been Gamerhead Radio. Instruments are uh, real. Real. <laughs> There's the clue horn. Yeah, that's the, real. The band fill. Yeah. The fanfare. Uh, no. The Doramian Bixishnil <laughs> or fizz. That sounds like a porn star. The other fanfare. The Omnibox. and the clue horn backup. God, are they bigger than Slipknot? <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. No, seven. Oh. So, oh, it's needles. It's needles. <laughs> In the original soundtrack, their famous song is just called Cantina Band. However, the song was named Mad About Me in a short style, short story titled Empire Blues by Daniel Keyes Moran, also in the anthology Tales from the Moss Eisley Cantina. There you go.